it's good to be back. Game week two is upon us. The season is here. FPL is back well and truly. Welcome to the Bandits broadcast. I don't know what, I don't really want to admit this, but I wasn't very excited this season. I think I've been a bit footballed out. I think the last season has kind of been games every single day. Whilst that was kind of fine at the time because of lockdowns and it was something to do, I was getting a bit kind of exhausted with it all. But I kind of regret playing the Euros game. I probably should have given myself that tournament off. Um, it, was, it was kind of a lot. And I kind of, it's why my pre-season was so late. Um, and it's why I was kind of all crammed into the last week. Because I didn't really get excited until the kind of last minute. Um, but it was really good to have it back normally. Full full stadiums, normal kickoff times, normal schedule. Yeah, it was a Friday deadline, but we still had six games at three o'clock on Saturday. Um, only the two games on Sunday. It was all proper jammed in. Um, the b- bigger games on telly. It's just, it was back to normal. It, it was good. It was good to have it back and kind of get everything over and done within a couple of days rather than dragging out a game week over a week. Um, and, and this weekend's the same. We're kind of kicking off on Saturday, which is nice. Um, yeah, there's a game on Monday, but we've still got loads of three o'clockers. It's just, it feels a bit better. The weekend after, it's literally just Saturday and Sunday. It's good to have it kind of back back to normal, um, just for the kind of carnage and kind of not having... I'm happy to get shot in the head. Just don't shoot me in the leg three times first. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how I'd, how I'd sum it up. And, and the game week was obviously so good as well, so enjoyable. Um, I didn't join the 100 points club. Um, I got 94. I seemed everybody on Twitter had about 194, but it was still... Still a really good score, still really happy with it. I'll just quickly run through my team because it did change a little bit after my so-called final draft, but it really was kind of kind of tinkering around the edges. Um, so my goalkeeper, I stuck with Sanchez and Steele. Uh, and then my back line is Trent and Tamiskas. Um, sorry, Simikas. Simikas is how you say it, guys. Come on. Head in the game. Um, Diaz I stuck with. Um, and Shaw has come in. So, so basically, I had Henderson in, um, completely missed the news on him having co- um, COVID. Um, so I've, I just lumped for the um, 50% on Shaw instead. Um, and then Ailing as well. And then my mids, obviously, Salah and Bruno, thank God. Um, and then I went for my punt, which I was on kind of all preseason with Torres. Um, and then I've got Rafinha and Buemo at Brentford as well. And then my two forwards were Ings and Antonio. And then I have got my, so my kind of 4-5 guy out of the mids and uh, strikers is the forward at Spurs, Dane Scarlett. He might get minutes. He was on the bench uh, this weekend. <laughs> Look, he's third on my bench. He's probably going to be third on my bench every week. It will only become a problem. So like Simicas has already kind of potentially only got one game left. Um, so I'm going to have two kind of rotting on the bench. That should still be fine. It only starts becoming a problem if there are COVID postponements and when injuries start building up. But I'm probably having an early wild card anyway, so I'm really not too bothered about that. The whole team will look different completely in kind of three, four weeks when I when I do push that button. And then, yeah, so my, our team this week just meant kind of Salah and Bruno kind of carried 
Salah captain I was on, um, just short of Bruno's 20. I'll still take a 17-point captain every single week if I could. Um, Ings and Antonio combining for 20. So Ings saved himself the 97th minute. And then Liverpool clean sheet is nice. The, the ones I kind of lost are kind of a little bit annoying, but I suppose everyone kind of lost them. Um, some people are on double Brighton. Um, a bit of a controversial goal that maybe should have been rolled out. Um, but the justification for it, it did kind of make sense. And you kind of do want the attacker to get the goal in that scenario. Um, and then the City game, it kind of look, we're not going to get a clean sheet every week. Um, and it was a weird game, kind of weird way to, it was a really good game, but it was kind of, of a weird way to end the game week after there was like, I think an average of nearly four goals a game, um, particularly like kind of the Newcastle and Leeds games helped that with six in those. Yeah, and then kind of elsewhere on the team, blanks elsewhere, but it didn't matter. It was still 94 points. Um, but we'll um, we'll swiftly, we'll not hang around on this game week too much. We've got to move on. Game week two is only two days away. Let's go. So the kind of big boys that, that where our money are, um, Salah and Bruno have decent fixtures again. Um, Salah, um, so it's Liverpool's turn to have their home game. They're at Burnley. They have Burnley, sorry. Um, and then Bruno is away at Southampton. Southampton were one of those, it was kind of those results where it's like, oh, the, uh, this could be a long season for Southampton. Everton had no kind of real kind of pre-season. They kind of looked really bad. We didn't know what to expect from them. They looked league, a league apart. It was that that simple. Um, the Everton-Southampton game was that rough. I mean, <laughs> I'd miss it only because it's the point I'm used to kind of watching every single 90 minutes. Obviously, I only saw the highlights for this game. And on, uh, there wasn't any for Southampton. There was the goal, uh, and, and that kind of told me everything that I needed to know, really. I, I was a bit worried about them before the season, um, losing the big goal scorer um, and the, the best centre-back. It, it never leaves a team in kind of good stead. Um, we know what can happen um, against Man U. Uh, had nine goals conceded against them last season. I don't think that will quite happen again. <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and predict nine. But it makes it a super tempting captain choice. Um, home advantage might swing it. And there seemed that home advantage was back. Um, home teams just seemed to dominate the majority of games last weekend. So Liverpool back at Anfield for the first time. Um, Burnley won't fancy the chances but of course it was Burnley that ended their little um, Anfield run so maybe they'll fancy it but I think we all, all know who the favourites are there I'm on Salah but honestly it's changing daily um, so we'll see where we end up on Saturday it's kind of crazy because kind of when you looked at the fixtures I had kind of Torres and I was thinking before the season started you know what I could be a bit cheeky game week two I'm now just too terrified to not go one of these two after that first week who knows how City will line up? Torres might not even start, so I can't. I can't risk that captain choice anymore. If there was blanks for Salah and Bruno, it's, it's a completely different argument. But they just look. Bruno was on everything against Leeds. He just completely showed us up. Just was better than every single Leeds player by far. Just so good. Uh, just everything he touched, he just finished. Um, this was a hat trick without a penalty in there, kind of padding it. I mean, he goes and scores three goals in his first game. It's 
his attacking returns combined and more than anyone else since he joined the league. I, I don't. I, I said this kind of preseason quite. I don't know why he's cheaper than Salah. I don't know why he's cheaper than Kane. He's just so good. Um, and then Salah, obviously Liverpool kind of a couple of shaky results elsewhere, and Liverpool just like nah. Let's like the the two promoted sides um, came away with a win. And Brentford with the big one against Arsenal on Friday, and then Watford scraped a result against. Uh, well, I say scraped. They're completely. I mean, it was kind of the Aston Villa kind of that I would kind of called a little bit. They're going to take time to bed in. These three opening fixtures are kind of not where you want those fixtures to be. You, we, Villa should have. Well, not should. They can't dictate when the fixtures are. But they've got this bad run of fixtures coming up from game week four. You almost want that to start with because you know you're going to have a rough, shaky start anywhere. You want to play the bad teams when you're in good form, um, when you can kind of guarantee the win a bit more. Um, instead, they're going to have, I think, two really tough games against Newcastle and Brentford. Um, Ings is probably the player on the shortest least, at least in my team. There's that many forward options. Um, we're not going to be far away from wanting Lukaku and Kane in our teams. Um, it's not Antonio I'm looking to shift out. It'll be Ings for sure. Um, and before long, I'm sure... Bamford will have a little run. Um, Wilson looked great as well. There's just too many options to have relying on a 97th minute penalty to get the returns. Look, you'll you'll take those two games. I'm sure not many people are going to be transferring out before two home games against Newcastle and Brentford. Um, but yeah, he's kind of he's one I'm looking at already. Villa in general, just kind of the ones that. I think we need to wait a bit, and and by a bit, I'm I'm kind of talking. Let's see what they look like in December. It sounds a bit harsh. I'm I'm reacting quite kind of quite a bit to one result, but it is Watford, um, and a lot of Villa fans were talking. Look, let's push for top six this year. It's like maybe just let's calm down. You've lost a completely world class player, your best player, your captain. It's going to take time to readjust. You've replaced him with three players, which isn't as straightforward as it sounds. Let's give it a bit of time. I mean, I'm, I'm talking from kind of experience. I think Leeds and Villa are very similar in kind of where they expect to finish um, and where the kind of ambition lies. Look how bad we looked without our, our best player, Phillips. It's it's exactly... If, if we lost Phillips, I wouldn't expect us to kind of get many points between now and the kind of first few months. It's just the the nature of having kind of, let's be honest, a fairly average team elsewhere um, and then having one or two world-class players. Um, if you lose one of them, um, and even if you do spend that money instantly like Villa did, um, it, it's really not as simple as kind of, it's not FIFA. <laughs> you can't just get the rating of your team back up by getting three good players in. Um it's a complete change of system as well. Like when Watkins come back in, it's going to be two up top, presumably. Um, I, I just kind of like there's, there's people who managed, did change their mind and go Buendia when he was declared fit. I just don't like it at all. And I, I'm not relying on Ings points between now and now and the wild card. As I think I will be using an actual transfer on it. I don't think he'll survive until the wild card, which even if that is game four, I think that may even come um, come too late for rings. But we will see. Maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh, but I'm already thinking about Lukaku and I've already done little kind of things like, mm, Ings goes. Ings is eight, remember. There's 
7-5 options, which are more appealing at the minute. A little bit high. I was talking about Liverpool. <laughs> well, I don't know how I got on a little Villa rant there. But yeah, so Liverpool made made no um, made no mistake against their promoted side. 3-0, simple. Got the job done. And a really good return for, for Salah. Who looks great. I mean, kind of Liverpool have just looked great. They've had the, the beefiest preseason or the kind of where they've had everyone available and kind of that's continued now. Like obviously things like maybe Henderson's not not quite right yet still. Um but the the attackers are all pumped. Um and only Robertson who who's already running. Yeah, so Robertson's potentially back really soon. Um I don't think the press has been yet. It might be today. Um yeah, but yeah, it will be today. Um but that's not been yet. Um, but one to keep an eye on um, if you go on Simicast. The logic and the kind of narrative here is that they don't rush him back for Burnley at home. Um, this is the thing with Simicast. He's not like some 17-year-old come from the academy. He's an actual player, payer, player that they've paid for. They don't fourteen million. They're happy to trust him for a couple of games. Burnley at home, it's, it's hardly the, the biggest ask. And then obviously the week after, Chelsea at home. We probably wouldn't want um, double Liverpool defence anyway. Um, that's when you would expect Robertson to come back. Could be proved wrong. Robert will obviously want as many minutes as he can get. Maybe he'll just do what he can to kind of say, look, give me the start and then I'll be uh, smashing it for the Chelsea game. Who knows? Um, his formula anyway, surely you've got other backup options. Like for, for me, so he's starting for me this week. Um, but if he doesn't play, um, I've got Buemo, who has Palace first, and then there's another defender. I've got Erling, who's got Everton. It's not not too bad. Oh, we, we should have decent depth in your team. If you don't, it's <laughs> what were you doing with your game with one draft? So Gundogan's the kind of the other other story. Um, so he went off with a shoulder injury. Um, he has now returned to full training, like pretty much straight away. Whenever there's an injury like this with City, you kind of just half expect, look, maybe they will just miss a game for the sake of they've got the depth. Like, Rodri can quite easily come come in. Um, KDB, obviously, apparently now looks just ready to start, despite being out for a while. Um, he managed to actually get some minutes <laughs> straight away uh, against Spurs. So, I mean, he, it could be as simple as that's it. Um, I was saying before, I kind of liked Gundogan because KDB was out and liked him for the short term. If we are talking about early wild cards, Gundogan's maybe a nice kind of three, three, four week punt while KDB's out. KDB's now just not out. He has a little kind of shoulder knock. I think it's a move straight away, um, personally. If you are set on rolling the transfer for whatever reason, maybe you're going to do a double, double switch with something to do with because people are kind of talking about keeping two transfers then for next week and we can start talking about or oh, looking at Lukaku um, because that's probably going to be a double switch for everybody. But I I think you can start start now, um, get rid of Gundogan. Um, I understand the fixture is what it is. I think he's highly likely to not start um, as bold as it is to predict a City team sheet. I just don't like, like the odds there at all. And if you you know what if you are really sold and like look I really need a city guy um, if you've got money in the bank even point five um, 
jump into Grealish seems fine. Or if you don't have anything in the bank, um, maybe take a punt on Torres. Look, I don't love any of that. I'd probably, <laughs> just because of the reliability of starts, they all just feel, all of them, me included, I've got Torres, they all just feel like transfers waiting to happen. Ben Rama's the guy that everyone's talking about. Jumping on West Ham sooner rather than later before things get involved with Europe isn't a bad shout. If Ben Rama's starting every week, I think you're going to, Struggle to do worse at that price. He's already had a little price rise. I don't think you can rule out Suchek um, either. So Ben Rama's gone to 6 1. Suchek's still at 6. Look, Suchek straight away, it's like his stats never make sense to me. I didn't understand how he kind of matched his XG despite scoring 10 last season. I just don't get it. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm used to kind of like, look, the guy that scores 10 goals at West Ham is a tricky little winger like Ben Rama, like Bowen, like Pyatt. No, it's the uh, the enormous guy in the middle who just seems to get on every single set piece. It's fine. It's just... <laughs> he's just involved in everything. Whenever there seem to be corners, free kicks, he's just looking out for him. It's crazy. It must be so nice to have a player like that. Like it's just like, look, I'm going for Thomas. Where is he? Where is he? And it's nice to follow that in FBL. It's like, look, there he is again. There he is again. Look, it's not quite as thrilling as seeing your fullback maybe bomb forward into the box, but it's not a million miles different. It's <sighs> he's great. I think he's kind of being overlooked a bit. Ben Ram got four more points, and that's kind of all people are sound. Like the, the transfers in a night and day between the two, and. I, I think Suchek's much more reliable for starts. If there is does start to be any kind of rotation, Ben Rama might be the kind of first to get lifted. Who knows? Like Yarmolenko came on. I wouldn't rule out him getting more minutes. Okay, he only came on for the last like five minutes. But we all know that Yarmolenko is a good player. Um, and when Europe does hit, kind of Yarmolenko coming in for Ben Rama might be the kind of moves that we see there. Who knows? I just think it's something like I can see Sujet playing everything, Europe and and the league games. And you don't want to bring in someone that is a transfer waiting to happen. I get it. He's the attractive one, isn't he? He's the exciting guy. And but I think there's excitement in your big your big centre mid. Why not? Robert Hooth's of the world. I know he's a defender, but come on. Watching Robert Hooth every week was a dream. And that's the kind of that's the kind of energy I'm getting from Suchek at the minute. And I love it. I love that. I'm all about that. And then that's kind of that's kind of it. I, I wouldn't really be looking at transfers anywhere else. I don't think many people have any other problems. Um, I don't think so. If you do, I don't know what your team was doing. The people that jumped on Vardy as a placeholder, um, look, you're smarter than me. Vardy just seems to score all the bleeding time. It, it makes me a bit upset when I proceed. I'm going to be honest. My captain then this week is, is either Salah or Bruno. I'm not doing any transfers. I feel quite comfortable. Um, I've already talked about who's in my bench. I'm starting the same, exact same 11. Um, I like my backups on the bench. Um, I benched Ailing's goal. Let's have another one. <laughs> That's fine by me. I feel confident about Leeds winning, by the way, just as a little, uh, I think we'll be back. 
And to hear Ellen Road again, oh, it's exciting. Thanks very much for tuning in. Um, it was a bit of a quick one, but I don't think there's much, many fires to put out this week. Surely not. It's all fine. It's all fine. Things to keep an eye on, you know. Let's see how Lukaku does against Arsenal. Very exciting. And then, okay, they've got rough fixtures, but this guy, this guy's the guy. I think we'll talk about him a bit more next week because we'll be reeling from his hat trick on Sunday, I, I reckon. That's what I'm saying. Arsenal just conceded two to Brentford. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't everyone panic. They've got Ramsdale in. Got Ramsdaling for uh, was it thirty four mil? So don't don't worry, don't worry. That's the problem. That's the problem they had. But now they've got a really good backup keeper. Love you, bye.